have heard about CFMU. You may have heard about 93.3. You may have heard of CFMU.ca. You may have heard it's just a website. Well, CFMU.ca is more than just a website. Where else would you be able to catch the latest on your favorite shows? Listen live when the radio is out of reach, or read what you don't always get to hear on air. CFMU.ca is all about connecting with just about anyone, anywhere. It's about what's in your community, on campus and in the outside world, with series such as 60 Seconds. It's about getting in on the action with a Marauder Sports Roundup. It's about connecting with the music makers through artist sketches and the top five. It's about getting to know some of the many minds that put the station together through the volunteering at CFMU blog series. CFMU.ca is more than just a website. See what's going on today at CFMU.ca. You're supposed to be working on that essay or studying for that exam. But here you are again, scrolling through Facebook. There's an argument in the comments section of your friend's post. There's more cute animal videos than you can ever watch. You pass by the same memes over and over again and just want something new. Well, we might just have what you're looking for. Check us out on our Facebook page at 933CFMU to be the first to see updates on our latest content. So if you're not gonna bother studying, spend some Facebook time scrolling on our page. This is the first wake-up call here at 93.3 CFMU. A little bit on the uh, snooze side for first up. My name is Jomar. Hopefully you're having a good one so far. We've got a lot of content for you this morning, even though we've already gotten about 10 minutes into the program with some of the previous programming in. But trust me, we've got a special one today with interview, uh, with actually more information. I'll probably re- reveal that in just a moment. But first, a song from Soil and Pimp Sessions, and I'll be joining you in just a moment.
Good morning. We're already about, what is this, 15 minutes into this segment, but you know what? Uh, it's still better than never, and I'm glad to be here this morning to join you. Good morning once again, if you've just joined me. Uh, hopefully you're doing well so far today. Um, uh, what else can I say, really? I mean, first off, maybe I should start. I should have probably started this all off with how are you, and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully that answer would be doing, uh, that you'd be doing well. If not, well, hopefully your day will get better today, and hopefully I'll be able to uh, provide you a little bit of something uh, for the next little bit this morning. Uh, myself, it's been, uh, I guess, nothing much I could really say except uh, the weather's been all right. Uh, things have been going pretty well in that particular sense. Uh, not not crazy cold out this morning and whatnot, but uh, I mean, um, I guess uh, folks are still probably kind of winding down from the weekend as uh, some major events have taken place over the course of this being the first weekend or the first week really of February, uh, unless you count, well, not really, I guess you kind of, if you wanted to count Saturday of last week as part of a week of February, then sure, but this week will be the first full week of February, but I mean, can you believe that? We're already into February and it just seems like January just went by. So, <laughs> you know, um, just imagine we're already about a 12th of the way through 2020. And still, I get the feeling that I'm in 2019, still writing that on my checks, on my notebooks, on all of my papers. Uh, but uh, no, don't worry. It's, it's all been good. But at least 2020 sort of been that thing where it's super easy. All you got to do is just do... Uh, 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 what's it, apostrophe 20, and that'll cover you, and you're perfectly fine. Or just keep writing 20s everywhere. I think actually yesterday, probably, uh, date-wise, would have seen the most zeros and twos in a single date, which have been uh, February 2nd, 2020. So if you wrote that down in all numer- in just all numerals, it would be 02.02.2020, or whatever arrangement of the numbers you have. So 2020.02.02, or 02.02.2020, whatever it is, or 02.02.20. The, <laughs> the combinations really could go on and endlessly. But anyways, um, I did hint during the snoozed, rather rather snoozed first wake-up call for 10 minutes um, uh, at some content we'd be featuring this morning. Uh, and that is one, one of the pieces, actually the only piece this morning that I have, which is of a significant length that I felt that would be most appropriate just to put the one in, is actually a feature with one of our very own hosts here at CFMU. Uh, she hosts a show that will be airing later today, in fact, actually. It's on Mondays from 4 to 5. That show is by the name of French Toast. And uh, it is uh, the host uh, by the name of Hélène Caron, who is uh, a long time, or I'd consider her a long Longtime host here at CFMU, so we'll be hearing from her in just a moment. In fact, I'll probably wrap this up. Maybe I'll, I'll perhaps um, play a song. I think I might. Uh, we probably have time to be able to fill that, assuming that I don't think I'll be running over my time. I think we should be all right. I'll play one song, and then right after that, it will be Hélène Caron. And what more fitting way than to try and actually play something from uh, a group from Quebec. Now, actually, before I play this next song, I should probably start with uh, the first uh, the first song you just heard there. That was from Soil and Pimp Sessions. So Soil, like the garden soil, and Pimp Sessions. That track there it was called Go Ahead. This is from an album they recently released by the name of Man Steals the Stars, uh, which is uh, interesting because this is a jazz, a Japanese jazz group. Um, And if you're into anime, you may potentially have heard one of their tracks as the title track of a uh, of a particular one by the name of Michiko and Hatchin, which is uh, sort of a... um, 
I guess I guess it's kind of set in a Brazilian kind of environment, or at least the the, the theme song certainly set that up for me. <laughs> but um, no, that's uh, they had a song called Pari, uh, uh, Pariso, I believe Pariso. Uh, that particular track being the title, and these guys are just a wonderful jazz group. Absolutely. When I when I first came across that track, um, uh, Paris was like, these guys are just a wonderful group of jazz musicians. And they certainly have had released a lot of songs over the time because that particular anime was, I believe, in the early late 2000s or so. Um, but they've released a lot of music since, and I'm glad to see one of their albums have made it into our library here. So do check that album out. It's a wonderful one. Now, speaking of jazz, which I'm pretty certain we're going to have a great deal of this morning, uh, this next track is one from... A, uh, uh, if, if I get this correctly, I believe they are a group from Quebec uh, by the name of Chocolat. They released an album last year called Jazz Engagé. Jazz. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I just feel like it's, you know what, you can never go wrong with jazz. So today we're going to be playing uh, from this album just a great um, double album of 21 titles designated being their most complex and referential work yet. This is a track I'll be playing by the name of Fufu Mominu. And this here is Chocola on CFM. <laughs>
This is 93.3 CFMU. My name is Joe Mar, and I'm here today with a special guest who hosts a show on Mondays from 4 to 5 by the name of French Toast. And it is my pleasure to introduce to you Hélène Caron. Hélène, thank you so much for doing this. Ça me fait plaisir, Joe Mar. <laughs> See, I was now toying with the idea, and I was wondering if I should have done this in English or French, because the last time you had me on your show, which was not too long ago. It was in December. Yes, and you had me do it in French. <laughs> well, yes, it's because my As show... Naturally be- because your show is, is in French. Is in French. I mean, the, the title of it is in English, French toast, <laughs> yeah. but that's about the only thing that's in English. Yes, yeah, fair that's enough. Right. But no, I think, I don't know if I'll be torching you if I do this in English today. But uh, uh, No, no. no. I, we, we pretty much have to be bilingual in Ontario, right? Fair enough, fair mm-hmm. enough. No, but I would have totally loved to do it en français, spondant, it's just, you know, um, well, for the sake of the English listeners and the, for the... You know. That's right. Those who are used to your show in English. That's but fair. those who would like to to hear more French, they can tune into my show. Absolutely. And you, you did mention it was four to five every Monday. Go. That's true. Or maybe what I'll do is I'll throw subtitles in this interview in French. Then for the French <laughs> listeners, it'll be a good exercise for me to see how well I can do my traduction, my translation from English into French. To make sure that's still up on par, maybe, for all we know. You know, if ever one of my old stu- students is listening, I used to teach French at the French department yeah. uh, from 2004 until 2009. Uh-huh. Huh, going back. And uh, I remember one day I'm teaching, I can't remember what it was, probably a grammar class, a 2B or 2BB class, uh-huh. uh, second year grammar class. And one of the students goes, lifts up his head, hand and goes, Madame, Madame, sorry, can you slow down a little bit? We need subtitles when you talk. <laughs> Yeah, I could use like a huge collar, right? And then this like this thing around my neck, hanging on my chest, and all the subtitles are oh live. As I, like that would be so funny. Yeah, but. like a television, like a teleprompter or something, just <laughs> hanging off of your or your chest or something with or, or a text to speech function. I don't know, a robot that would do that for all we know. <laughs> Man, no, that's really funny. Anyways, maybe just to for those uh, who may be uh, um, hearing or knowing about you for the first time here today, mm-hmm. maybe if you'd like to introduce yourself a little bit, potentially. Sure. Uh, my name is Hélène Caron, as you mentioned, and I've been the host of French Toast. It'll be 10 years in October. Yes, that's right. So I am in my 10th year right now. Absolutely. And um, I'm going to have to think about something special for the actual celebrations of the 10 years. <laughs> hmm. And we're in January, so I've got some time to think about it. But, 10 months. Um, so speaking of 10 now. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Nine months, actually. Like nine, that's yeah, true. Nine that's plus true. one. Nine. So, I, uh, yeah, I, um, I'm actually from Quebec. I was born in the Montreal area, and I moved over here in 96. Um, What else can I say? I had a a corporate sales and marketing job for about 10 years, and then I went back to school, and I did my master's here at McMaster in French. Mm -hmm. So I kind of did things reverse. I did my bachelor's in business at um, Concordia University in in Montreal. So I did it in English. Yeah. I switched from French to English from high school into CSHEP and then university. Yes. Um, and I didn't speak English until I was 12. Interesting. So for those of us who are listening, in English is not your mother tongue. 
there is hope. <laughs> I'm okay. People understand me when I speak, so yeah, we're good. Yeah. We're good. And since yeah, since yeah. you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, as you mentioned, yeah, you, I guess it's a testament to show that it's very possible to be able to do. And and you know, had I not known you actually were natively from Quebec, I would have sworn you were just from here in Ontario because okay. that that's how fluent you are in the English oh, language now. Thank you, but I think you know what I think I do still have an accent. I don't hear it when I speak, so I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't even know where to start to. <laughs> correct it oh, and I'm not sure I want to correct it but you know if I wanted to do because I do voice yes work, that's right um I am a voice talent and we'll get into that but uh when I'm behind the mic sometimes we replay something that I've just recorded and then I hear myself speak in English and I'm like wow that's like that's a big French accent <laughs> 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 but it's not that bad it's yeah. just that we're I think we're more critical of our own voice and our that's own true. accent than others would be apparently we don't hear ourselves the same way as others hear us I think it might be true yeah sometimes like it happens to be too when I'm even recording stuff here in the studio like I'll, I'll say I hear something that doesn't quite sound right and they'll say what are you talking about it sounds fine and I'm thinking no I can hear it can't you hear it? I'll keep playing them the same split second until I specifically tell them to say ah but I don't really hear it that much, you know, or something yeah. like that. They won't pick up on it as quickly. Yeah, I, and apparently it's it has something to do with our brain processing. So I don't know where the, the thing is, but whatever. It's somewhere in there. That's right. Somewhere, somewhere in, in there. there. So I did my schooling in French, then yes. in English. And then I went, I came over here, you know, worked some more in the corporate world. Actually, I worked at Camco, which was on Longwood oh. and is now McMaster Innovation Park. Interesting. Yeah. So I used to do um, plant tours, bilingual plant tours yeah. of the manufacturing facility. Mm-hmm. And I worked in sales and marketing on both the second floor and the fourth floor of the current red brick building, which I think dates back to 1916, if, I'm, if my memory oh, wow. serves me right. Because I used to give the tours, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> so anyway. Um, yeah, so I moved over here for a job and then I went back to school. And when I went back to school, I had, I had my old employer and other people calling me to do translations for them because I used to do that as part of my job. (laughs) You know, it's, it's written so small in those contracts. (laughs) (laughs) I was a full-time employee with my full-time job, whatever it was, sales or marketing. And Mm -hmm. I would end up correcting the stuff coming in from the translators. And by that, I, I, I don't mean the translators were doing a bad job. It's just that sometimes they're not in the industry. And so they don't, necessarily know the terms they're using is correct but it's not what we use in the industry so i'd be i'd be making sure that everything was okay in that sense and sometimes catching their mistakes it happens to the best of us like the precision kind of just the more precise term to use that you do as opposed to the more generic term that Mm -hmm. they may have thrown at you in that sense that's right that's right so proofreading and and all that and then that's how I got started and I and I had already done some stuff in studio before yeah I had put some sales training uh, materials together for our sales force and I had Mm. been in studio to record some of that and the owner I'll always remember that that was MJM Studios here in Hamilton yeah love the place I've been doing work I was doing work for them as a client in 1999 that's Mm -hmm. the first time I went in studio for them yeah or for GE at their studio and when I left in 2003 a couple of months later they called me and that's I've been doing work for them ever since oh wow so I've been working with them for 20 21 years so Mike McCurley is one of the founders of MJM he was there in studio the first time I was there and you know we're recording whatever I'm reading yeah and um 
Mike McCurley is a bit of a character. He's a singer. He's a, he plays guitar. He um, uh, he was in the band Band from Heaven, B A N N E D, and now he he kind of ventured on his own and he plays. He's local guy, so okay. he plays locally, and he's an amazing, amazing person. And if he's part of a group, his group will be amazing. Mm-hmm. So, highly recommend people to go and check him out. Indeed. So, Mike. It's a character. He's got like this long white hair. Kind of has like this Jesus God look to him, and this mm-hmm. Birkenstock, and and <laughs> you know, and and then he he looks at me. He goes, "That was the first read that I did." He, he goes, "You know, you know how to read." And I thought, "Oh my God, this guy did <laughs> too much plot in the seventies." <laughs> But then, eventually, through the years, they hired me to do some producing and directing of uh-huh. some spots for audio spots, right? So I was directing yeah, yeah. and producing. Um, a lot of it had to do with MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, mm-hmm. and and doing kids in studios. So I would be there. I, I'm basically the French person there. So I, I'm, I I'm their person for whatever French that they do. Yeah. So I'm, I'm helping out in studio. And that's when I realized not everyone knows how to read. So some people will read mechanically, yeah. and then other people people will really know how to lift the words from the text to mm-hmm. make it come alive. Yes, and that's what Mike meant. Oh, he really okay. know how to read. I, but, I, I see. Yeah, but it took me a couple of years thinking. Oh my god, the guy. <laughs> maybe not everyone, but think what. I can't remember the stats. Ten to twenty percent of the population doesn't really know how to read in Canada, so something like that. And I thought, well, you know, there's still eighty to ninety percent of the population that knows how to read. What does he mean? And, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I started doing voice, and um, I do most of my voice contracts are in French, mm-hmm. and um, I do some in English as well. But I've been doing a lot of describe video. So if ever, and it's coming soon. Um, I did. We did describe video last summer. We did a whole bunch of them. So I did movies like Hairspray, Night at the Museum. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I'm just drawing a blank. I probably should have brought a list. But <laughs> anyway, you can just turn on the um, – so basically describe video is for the visually impaired. Yes. So for those who can't hear well, we have subtitles, right? Mm-hmm or captions, as we call them in English. And for those who are visually impaired, then we have that extra voice who describes what's happening on screen in between the dialogues. So that's what I do. So I see, yeah. Uh, and they, they have me do it in English, too. Oh, fair. Well, like the perks of oh. the bilingualism, absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah. get to do both sides, yeah. yeah the, the clients have not complained yet of the big French thick accent that I'm that I've got. So Well, there you go. A great testament to that. The yeah. fact that it's 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 working pretty well. I mean I mean, yeah, again, I who would have ever known? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I have to say a huge shout out right here to Cohen. Sorry, Cohen, I can't remember your last name. He's um part of the Crowley the Crowleys, the the music band here from Hamilton. Yeah. He's my sound engineer usually when okay. I go in for this crowd video. Mm-hmm. And he coaches me on me on my English. Well that's wonderful. I'll, he does a wonderful job and I'm Yes. Say that, absolutely. Thank you, Cohen. Without you, we wouldn't be able to do this. <laughs> so anyway, so that's what I do. So I yeah. have this voice business. Yes. Um, I used to do a lot more translations, but I don't anymore. I was in a car accident in 2014, so oh. I have to really, really limit my time in front of the computer. I see. I do I much see. better in studio like this, the calm, quiet environment. And yeah, I'm still recovering, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm out. I'm still doing my show, so things are... 
okay. I'm it's glad, okay. Glad to hear. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Though that, those yeah. are very tricky times, especially that. Yeah. Yeah, but I have to say, I mean, I, I know some people who have been affected by car accidents in in very serious ways, right? The, I mean, I can only work part time, but I know people who can't work at all. They're in wheelchairs. Yeah. I see them at the pain care clinic, right? So there's ways of dealing with pain that are that are not necessarily with opioids. Yes. There are alternatives. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but at the pain care clinic, I see a lot of people mm. who are in dire pain, and yeah. it's hard to see. You know, we do need, as a society and as a country, to, to figure out what is the best way to to help people manage their pain. And here I'm talking about physical pain, but there's also emotional pain yes, and all of that. It, it, it all goes together. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, got distracted there over the pain. But it, so I have this one business, right, with voices. So I don't do translation. Uh, but we also started, my husband and I, a wellness business. And okay. we do have one of the tools we offer is a, is a pain management tool. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's called Pulse Electromagnetic Field Therapy. Yes. I highly recommend people... P-E-M-F. It's it's good for inflammation. It controls inflammation in the body. So mm-hmm. you know what? It improves your blood circulation. It, it decreases inflammation, decreases aches and pains. So anything like arthritis, uh, uh, low-grade inflammation, are really helped by that. Um, if someone is in a concu- is in a car accident, an accident, and they have a concussion or they, they suffer from post-concussion symptoms, inflamed brain, most doctors will say there's nothing that you can do, go home and rest. False. There's tons of stuff that you can do, and PEMF is a critical thing, and it will help right away. So get yourself to see someone about PEMF. Look mm-hmm. online. There's more and more places that are offering PEMF. There's some chiropractor offices, physiotherapy offices. There's some some wellness centers that are not um, in the conventional health system. So, yeah. 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 It really helped me. So that's how we started. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I do. And then I've got my PhD over here that's on hold. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, I'm hoping one day to finish it. It'll take time, but that's that's just the way it goes. And so this radio show, I do, so I do French toast. Yes. Um, out of pure interest, and I just love talking to people about their passions, about whatever it is that's happening, because the, the show is meant as a way to um, feature francophonie. Absolutely, um, yeah. I don't Frank Kaufman, I don't know what to say. How do you say that in English? It probably is almost the same, probably directly Francophone. <laughs> yeah, Francophone. Yeah, I think everyone kind of gets it, right? Like, it's not just yes. French language. It's French language and cultures, yes. plural, because there are many cultures that speak French. Um, I guess for us, Franco-Ontarianism, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but even if, even if we think about French Ontario, yes, it, you know, born and raised over here, the traditional French Ontarians, well, you've got some that are living north of Toronto, That's very right? True, so all yes. of the northern parts, like Timmins, Sudbury, yes. Casing. And then you've got the southern part, like St. Catharines. And then you also have Windsor. Mm-hmm. And so you have these different pockets. Of course, Toronto is big. And just to be clear, we're over 600,000 francophones in Ontario. Mm-hmm. That's quite a large Which segment of the population. Indeed, absolutely, that mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. But we all have different accents. Mm-hmm. There's not one 
you know, there's a lot of people coming in from Quebec, yes. from other um, French-speaking provinces like New Brunswick. Yeah, absolutely, yes. And then we have also immigration coming mm -hmm. from abroad. Yeah. And we have Haitians as well who are, you know, it's it's a huge, I don't want to say melting pot or salad bowl. I don't want to use a cliche, but it's... Yeah. When we do events in the French community, it's really in the Francophone community. I don't like to say French because that refers directly to France. Yes. So it's really Francophone to, 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 to show that there's a diversity in the background of these people. I see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that we're here. Of course, we have all of these different backgrounds, but we're all here together today. And it's how do we work today together to make the future better? I see. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So then the show mostly then what is just stemmed out of pure interest, because actually you, you've pretty much been reading my mind with all these questions I've been asking you. <laughs> Basically, wonderfully. No, no, it's, it's really good. Because, you know, I was going to say then that the show must have then just come out of pure interest. Or what exactly? then drew you then like to, to CFMU specifically or was it just by circumstance that you kind of came across it to start a show up here and yeah good question um so, this is kind of funny so I used to do a lot of work with the Centre Francais Hamilton which is now officially Centre Francophone de Hamilton yes um I was sitting on their board and uh at one of the many uh, we, ha we had meetings with many of the other Francophone organizations in town. There's mm -hmm. a number of not-for-profit in town. Um, and I say that, actually, if anyone is listening to us and they would like some resources on Francophone communities in Hamilton, Centre Francophone de Hamilton is a great source. Um, ACFO Régional is another one, ACFO Hamilton Régional. Uh, Collège Boréal, excellent starting point. And all of these... I've named three organizations. It's also Centre de Santé Communautaire, so mm. the, the Health Community Center. Yes. And all of these centers, um, they all have resources for other not-for-profits, so they can help direct people to whichever not-for-profit that they need they need resources from. Yes. So, um, yeah, so how it started for French Toast, I was at one of those meetings with all of the French organizations, and we were talking, or Francophone organizations, and we were talking about the fact that we really did lack visibility in Hamilton. We were talking about, maybe we should have an article in French in the Hamilton Spectator every yeah. week or every two weeks. Wouldn't that be nice? Mm -hmm. And we talked about different things, and then someone said, oh, you know, it would be so nice to have something on radio. And I said, yeah, I'd love that, you know, to, to hear people from Hamilton speak French, all of the different accents and how beautiful they are, and it doesn't matter what the accents are, as long as people can express themselves in a language that is either their mother tongue or one that they love. That's why we also say francophones and francophiles. Mm -hmm. And um, I can't remember if it was Lorraine Hamilton from Collège Boréal now who said something like, hey, Hélène, you do voices. You'd be fine to do a radio show. And I'm like, there's a difference between having a script in front of me and doing radio show, which is hosting. And there's the research part. It was fine because I've always been a researcher anyway. But, you know, asking the right questions, interacting, yeah. making people feel comfortable mm. and, and comfortable enough so that they open up. Right. Yes, absolutely. It's a skill. It's, it's almost like an art in itself, actually, I think, the art of conversation, which has been a recurring theme across many of these interviews I've done so far. But yeah, yeah. carry forward, yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's pretty much it. And, and not just the art of conversation with one person, but how to make it interesting to, of course, the thousands of listeners that we have. That's true. <laughs> Yes, right? that's that's very true. It's I, I guess it's more than just simply a one-on-one -on -one or a one-on-two -on or three, but to the rest of the unknown 
plurality of people that may be there mm-hmm. potentially. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, anyway, so that's how it all started. And um, let's see, what else can I say about that? Well, I just approached Jamie, James Tennant here, yes. and then it's, it's something like, you know what, you don't have a French language radio show. And that's missing. This is a bilingual country. <laughs> You've got like the Ukrainian show that's 20 years and going. Yeah. Anyway, and he was like, open arms. You want to show, you want a slot in French? I will give it to you. You come, you do it. I sh- I'll train you. And it's like, you know, it's always welcoming, welcoming uh, yeah. atmosphere over here. So yes. Yeah. It was no problem. No and bias for me, though, because I work here as yeah, well. There's, know, there, I, it, it truly is. No, it's a very welcoming place. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm here only as a volunteer. I, I don't work here. <laughs> so enough, I, could, I could tell it's been really good. And for anyone who's interested in maybe hosting a show, I would highly recommend look at look at the programming right now and look to see if there's if there's if you feel there's a gap in the programming and suggest something, but also make sure you have the skills to do it. I mean, my skill was I'm used to being in a studio with a mic. So that I was good with. I had to learn about the interviewing and all of that. But you know what? It I'm lucky, I guess, in a way. I like to chat with people, but not just superficial. I like yes. to talk with people and, yeah. and, and, and delve into the deeper topics. And so that has helped me. And it's just been great. It's just been great. Yeah, wonderful. So, yeah. So, for example, uh, I have another, I have a show. So today, I'm not sure when this, <laughs> this <laughs> will be uh, um, played for you, but uh, Monday, January, I don't even remember. I think the, the 20th day. for today. We'll 20th, if, okay. we'll, if we'll put a timestamp on this, we'll say 20. Okay. So on Monday, January uh, 20th, which is today, <laughs> I do. I had to think about what day we were. Uh, I, do, I have a, um, a guest, uh, and he will be on the phone, and we're going to be talking about his path in karate and French. Ah. And he's a young guy. He's about 18 years old. Okay. He's a fan- fantastic guy. And yeah, I can't wait to uh, interview him. And two weeks ago, I interviewed a gentleman by the name of Kedrup, who is a translator for a Tibetan Buddhist lama who hmm. resides in Burlington. Interesting. And that was an amazing interview. So I highly recommend people check it out. So Definitely that was will. the first Monday in January. Myself included. I will be mm-hmm. sure to listen to mm-hmm. that one and check Ketchup, that out. Ketchup is absolutely fantastic. He speaks like a number of dialects. Like he speaks oh, wow. Tibetan language. Yes. And then he speaks a specific dialect from a region that that this lama actually comes from. So that's how they got paired. Um, so they've been working together oh, for nine years. Interesting. It's just fascinating. And so Kedrup is actually doing a master's here at Mac. Oh, wow. So I have to have him back because I completely <laughs> forgot to talk to about him. What, what is your master's thesis? About it, it must have been so profound and a wonderful conversation then yeah. as a result. So yeah. it must have been yeah. good that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, all this to say, I love my show. Yes. I hope people who listen to it love it as well. Uh-huh. Um, people don't have to be fluent in French to understand. The, like, you don't have to understand every single word to actually understand 
enjoy the podcast. Yeah. I have friends of mine who don't speak all that much French and they tell me they get the gist and they really enjoy it. Interesting. So I invite your uh, listeners to tune in. Absolutely. 4 to 5 p.m. Mondays. Yeah. French toast. I must then now, because you've been talking about this, talk about that a particular art because that's something that I, I mean, most and myself included are definitely trying to work on. And, you know, where would you say is a good starting point on that just to try it? Is it just just keep doing going at it or something? Or are there good ways to really get at the art of conversation? And not just, as you said, superficial conversation, but to really get into that next level of really connecting with your guest. And, you know, I mean, in some cases, I know some conversations are meant to be more entertaining and you'd probably Mm -hmm. just go for the laughs or something. Others are really meant to inform and, you know, just to really get, or even just to entertain in a way of like, you know, some, I know the best example I could say is you, you listen to people at, at, a, at, a, at a morning show or something on a commercial station. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, they're, they're chatting with one another, but it's almost like you're, you kind of have a presence there too. And you're really connecting with your audience. And so, you know, what are some good ways or what are some things or tips that you would say that would be helpful to sort of work towards that kind of a level of conversation? Um, I'm not a professional. Oh, no, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, you're going to every... hear my, my answer. It might, may or may not be good. I don't know. It's okay. But no, every, uh, every, every piece of advice I take is something that I very much value. So, yeah. so at least you could take some, some, some relief in that. Right. Well, I can tell you where I, st- I started from. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes. Um, I think it first has to come from within. I think, I think a, a curious mind has to be cultivated. Someone who wants to learn, someone who is genuinely interested in other people um, and definitely wants to know more about that person and and what motivates that person. What is that person's passions and interests? You know, that goes a long yeah. way. Um, being a really good listener. I mean, we can ask good questions, but when we're not good listeners, there's no point. Um, there's maybe... It's going to sound counterintuitive, but I listen to a lot of podcasts as well. And I've been listening to French CBC all my life. So that's also maybe how I got trained, I think. But fair enough, yeah. But there's a specific podcast I have a hard time listening to. And sometimes it's okay. And sometimes I just can't stand the guy. And that's Tim Ferriss. He's Mm. sorry. Excuse me. No no worries. worries. Um, He has one of the most listened podcasts in the world and I think I figured out my issue with him is that on the days where he's a little bit more edgy or agitated and he interrupts his listeners his um his guest or he just tries to find a way to like what's a shortcut way like what's what's um how do you do this without really paying attention to the years of practice that that person put in. Like we say that 10,000 hours, I think it was Malcolm Gladwell who mentioned 10,000 mm-hmm. hours is, is when you start to scratch the surface at being good at something. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes with these questions, I, I just feel like, oh my God, he's just trying to, to, to find a quick way of doing something again. And I can't stand that. And other times, I like what he's, he's got a great interview with Terry Loughlin. So if anyone mm. is into swimming, mm-hmm or is trying to learn to swim as an adult and wants some really good tips, Total Immersion Swimming by Terry Loughlin is a book, and I think they may ha- might have it at the Hamilton Library, the public library, so it's easy. You just borrow it. Yes. But um, uh, Tim Ferriss did an interview with Terry Loughlin, 
and it's in two parts. It's one podcast, but you've got the, the first part. And then I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of reveal the punchline here, but <laughs> Ter- <laughs> Terry Loughlin actually passed uh, away. And oh. the second part is with his daughters. Um, it was at the hospital with him and with his two daughters there. Oh, wow. And it's a very profound, very moving podcast. And the first part, he didn't know the guy had cancer and was going to die. So yeah. it's 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 much lighter. But for someone who's interested in swimming, then it's it's an amazing gem. That podcast is amazing. But this is where we we fall under informative podcast, followed by much more emotional podcast and, and what is the future of total immersion without Terry. Basically yes. that's what it comes down to. I see. And so for someone who's 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 trying to, you know, get their their feet wet. <laughs> ah, I'm so funny talking about <laughs> swimming and now we're talking about feet wet. Actually, you no, know, that that just crossed my mind. I thought, you know, what a what a clever little way to go about with that. <laughs> Segue. Oh, this is a good little setup for your yeah. show, potentially. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 I tell you. So anyway, for anyone <laughs> wanting to get their feet wet into doing a radio show or a podcast, I would recommend listening to a lot of them, but also finding finding some that really appeal to the, to whoever is interested in this and listen to them a couple of times and, and find out what is it about the interview that you like. Another one that I listen to regularly, and this guy don't get tired of, is Ritual. Ritual podcast. Okay. Top notch. The guy interviews. He started off mostly interviewing um, doctors and athletes on plant-based diets, but now he's branched out, and it's just amazing. And he really Mm. talks more about its human performance, how to optimize your human performance. And it, it goes from the physical health to spiritual and emotional health and intellectual health. It's absolutely a beautiful podcast. I recommend it. It's free. You just go okay. on Rich Roll website. You got the podcast. And the guy used to be a lawyer. So it's really interesting to see how he asks his questions. And he's genuine. He's, he's, like, he's really interested in the people that he interviews. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think it's important to start from within. Right to start from that, and if people are like, "Yeah, I'm a good listener, but uh, you know, I just want to do this, you know, half an hour show." Well, maybe just do music instead and do it alone instead of interviewing other people. <laughs> you know, it's okay. Yeah. We all have our strengths, That's and it's right. just yeah. That's fair. we just have to go ahead with our strengths. Talking about that, so in 2014, when I had the car accident, it was really hard for me to follow a conversation. I had speech issues, I had memory oh. issues, I had all sorts of issues. Yeah. And I couldn't even put my thoughts together. So I just did a lot of music shows in 2014. (laughs) And I I mean, I did some interviews, but it was hard. I couldn't even, I had to take notes and and I'd have to like reread my notes and I'd get lost. And oh my God, I I probably sounded like a babbling idiot, but you know. Sometimes it happens. Well, you know, <laughs> well, well, you, you, you've worked around it, I suppose, and you tried your best. And Well, and also I think it was, it was important, once again, to start from within, right? So if I'm not doing well that day, to realize today is not the day I'm going to go and do an interview. So I would, mm. I would cancel with my guests, go in and just do music or just stay home. And I would just tell someone, just play last week's show because it's not worth it. So it's really mm-hmm. important to also know yourself, know your limits, know what you can take and what, what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. 
right? Yes. I don't do recorded shows or recorded interviews. I do live because I don't want to spend the time. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. Yeah, I did that once, and the person was very specific. She told she told me I needed to to um, edit it so that it doesn't sound like I'm oh. repeating myself ah. or or I have any kind of tick in my language. Yeah. Like the um uh. So I had to edit all of that oh out. I'm like you yes, know what? I'm are... not doing. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> that was it. And it's okay. I did it once. Um, nope. Yeah. So I do that at home. I do my own editing. Yes. But at least I can, you know, be frustrated against myself for taking a breath in the middle of a word, which now doesn't happen anymore. (laughs) But now I, you know, you kind of (laughs) learn. That's true. That's true. Over the time with with time and such. But yeah, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. No, but coming from production, I know exactly what you mean because of, you know, I mean, I've heard of people, I haven't thankfully had encountered that myself, but I've heard of people that have said exactly the same thing. They'd say, I want this to be perfect. You know, no, no ifs, ands, no, no pauses, nothing, just pure talking. And unfortunately, you know, at the expense of if you aren't familiar with production, sometimes once you start editing, there's a certain point where you go too, a little too far. And then mm-hmm. it starts to sound very manufactured. It doesn't, exactly. Then you lose that authenticity. It doesn't sound. So sometimes actually when I do mine, I actually sometimes, if, if, the, if the guests obviously are comfortable with it, then I just kind of leave in whatever it is. Unless mm-hmm. there's something that really should be there, then I take it out. But otherwise, just to give it that, you know, conversational aspect and to make it sound that little bit more organic, I've kind of held back. And it's made it easier. Editing now is much easier, so I don't have Absolutely. to spend hours on end trying to trim something, you know, a little That's bit right. of a backstory behind production, but at the same time, something that I just try to do now yeah. with that sort of thing. Anyways, yeah. I don't want to – I know actually funny enough because of the timing of all of this. I know mm-hmm. your show is actually coming up in just about a little moment, and you're okay. going to be doing that live. So um, I want to give you a little bit of extra time. I feel like we should. <laughs> but we're good. I we're feel good. like we should do a part two on this because there's so many things I wanted to cover, but there's just so little time. And unfortunately, you know, this is the wonders of conversation that you know you could go on, and I love it. It's it's absolutely wonderful. Well, I think we have another ten minutes, right? You want to do another ten? I'm good. <laughs> I just have to like move on to the next studio. I okay, fair enough. No, I just wanted to make sure in case you want you know time to prepare or something. If you had anything to prepare mentally or whatever for you. Ah, oh, you're so kind. For your but program, um, you know? that's the other thing too, right? Um, preparation is key. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the art of conversation. You have to know your guest, and I know my guest. I know him personally. So. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we've so, al- yes, we've already exchanged plus. a little bit on what we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. and so um, and I know that he's a little nervous, and it's, he's really excited because it's his first time. But you oh, know, wow. and one thing that I tell my guests is the the show will be available as an MP3 afterwards, so they can download it and they can keep it for whatever use they want to make out of it. They just yeah. want to you know make. It, you know, play it in 20 years to their children that they don't have, right? <laughs> yeah. Right now, this is yeah. okay. But um, in this case, uh, Nick was in French immersion throughout yeah. his whole schooling. Okay. So he's going to be going to teacher's college and he wants to get into French immersion teaching or teach in a Francophone school. Interesting. So we're going to, he's going to be using today's show as part of his materials that he submits to schools when he's going to be applying for jobs. Now that is a remarkable idea. Wonderful idea. I know, huh? Yeah, that's smart. So, so I've been I've had a lot of um, people coming on my show and that's what I tell them. Keep keep the podcast. So with Kedrup, mm-hmm. so he's doing a so Kedrup is the guest that I had two weeks ago yes, who is right. a translator of the Lama in Burlington. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he's doing a master's over here, but he does, and he had to turn down his TA ship. Um, so a teaching assistantship is usually provided to people who do master's and PhD here at Mac. I see. Um, and it helps it helps the person get some teaching experience in front of a group. Uh, and it also helps the department, right, in terms of how many people are covering the classes. Yeah. Um, and it looks good on a person's resume. But in Ketchup's instance, I mean, he's translating for the Lemma and he's helping him with his English. So he's got his hands full yeah. over there. So he's doing his master's and that's what he's doing. I see. But I was telling him, take the podcast, right? And yeah. submit that to your supervisor. That's true. Because every year what we have to submit. So whether it's master's or PhD, master's programs t- tend to be about two years. Um, in the French department, it's actually a one-year program. Hint, hint, for those of you who uh, maybe are teaching and they'd like to get their next pay scale or, or delve into a, a topic more deeply in French, mm-hmm. it's a one-year program. It's a really good program, too. I did it here. I can tell you it's, it's a gem of a program. So anyway, um, so these TA ships are really meant to help the students as well pay for their 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 fees and, and all of that. Yeah. So Kedrup... Um, can use this podcast that we did together two weeks ago and put it in his yearly summary of what he did that is academically relevant. And so it shows that he's been doing in, in doing work within the academic community, right, without necessarily impeding on his functions as a translator with the Lama. I see. So, I, yeah, I, I tell that to the musicians yeah. and to, yeah, all sorts of people. I yeah. guess there's just infinite uses for the podcast that you could do. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, I, I, I always tell my guests, if you're not happy with it, yeah. you just flush it. I don't keep a copy of it. Mm-hmm. And someone told me I should be keeping copies of it. I'm like, <laughs> well, I've kept maybe two. <laughs> I see. And I'd have to even look to see who they were, but um, I I just feel that this is ephemeral art. That's what radio is. It occurs. We can listen to the podcast if we lo- if we want to, and then it's after eight weeks over here on the C- CFMU server is gone. I don't keep a copy of it. So, it, you know, in a way, it reassures my guests. They're That's always fair. like, okay, because it's, the show is live. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's, well, it's worrisome. And yeah. that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But another tri- uh, tip that I'd like to share, I was Absolutely. really nervous when I was doing my show. It yeah. took me about six months to a year, I think, to really ease into it. But I think around month six or eight, I was in my car tuning into CFMU 93.3 FM because I like to do that in the Hamilton area. <laughs> big, big, big tip for anybody. I mean, even volunteers can tune into their own station because there are hundreds of programs that oh, run yeah. through the week. And great programs. And great programs. Great, great yeah, programs. Absolutely. So yeah. anyway, I I can't remember what time it was. It was, and they're not there. They're not here anymore. Anyway, two young ladies were hosting a show for the first time. And I think they were kind of... I think there was supposed to be someone with them that, that couldn't be there at the oh. end. And they just decided, oh, we'll just do it. And so I can hear, th- I mean, they are live on air going, okay, well, um, what are we going to do next? I guess we're going to play an ad. Okay, yeah, let's play an ad. How do we do that? <laughs> mm, I don't know. Uh, let's press here. Okay. So here's an ad, people. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm not half as bad as that. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's chill. We're good. We're good. I'm, I will say, though, that the way you put it, it almost sounded like it was supposed to be a comedy sketch for a second. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
or it was the delivery. I was like, that 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 must have been just pure gold to listen to, because not for the sake of you know why laughing at at, at, at the others at, at somebody else's embarrassment, but That's more right. of just like, it was just like a play on 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 new state on new radio stuff. Well, it, it really it, happened. Then you it, know it 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 happens. It happens. You know what. Things happen on radio all the time. It's yeah. live. It, it, that's why we love it. That's why it's an organic medium, as you that's were right. mentioning before. But, um, I mean, it's just the poor girls, right? They, that's they were probably they were probably waiting for that person. They just thought, oh, I'll give it a good shot, right? And, well, they did. And someone actually was listening, me. Well. And what, what, what happened, it was a lesson to me. You know what? We don't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we put standards that are way too high, way too quickly on us. And so yeah, you just have to kind of you know make sure you're well prepared for each of your shows. That's what I would tell people who want to get their feet wet, <laughs> um, well-prepared, research your topic, research your guest, um, have a plan, but also be open to any of the detours that the conversation can take. That's true. Absolutely. Like when the unexpected comes, whether that be in the form of the conversation or perhaps or, the equipment, potentially, or, or, or something. Or a potential guest walking in the corridor and saying hi, and then you go, hey, <laughs> you speak French. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. You know Does what? Does that sound familiar, Jemma? <laughs> no, I don't remember. The, no, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, and I'm going to actually kind of tie that now to the fact that with the podcast, I'm keeping that actually for my case as a souvenir for myself to, to sort of say, well, here's what happens. This is sort of a test for me after how many years of having applied the language. And I feel ashamed because I really want to actually practice the, the language and sort of get more fully immerse myself further into the, the francophone culture, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, something just to kind of listen back to and kind of uh, say as a st- sort of a stepping stone for the from the conversational aspect, just to be able to hear myself. Because, you know, I, I took, I've mentioned this to you, that I took instruction in, in French in, in my elementary and high school years from grade five in a program we called Extended French, which is a little less intensive than immersion, but uh, you still spend a, a substantial amount of time in French instruction, especially in elementary, where from grade five to eight, because it starts in five, you had half the day in French, half the day in English. This is just mostly, again, for, for if you may be interested in uh, you listening, may be interested in learning what the program is. So half the day in French, half the day in English, so half the subjects were in French and English, respectively. High school was the same idea. But you had more courses in English due to the nature of study. But you mm-hmm. still had those courses that were in French, especially the language itself. Right. And uh, so in those cases, you know, it was wonderful because they taught you everything perfectly. Like the grammar was very intensive to the point where it really, really taught you how to properly say things and just sort of the more articulate ways of doing it. Unfortunately, I think it might have been a downfall for my case, though, too, was actually, you know, applying it from what I used to call the classroom French into the sort of the real world kind of French application, which are two very different worlds Mm because in the classroom you know you've got everybody around you who's encouraging and sort of you know um not to say that the real world's discouraging but you've kind of got this place where you can make mis you know like make mistakes and there's there's a teacher that will be able to help correct you and to help you improve but in the real world it's like you know once you're there and trying to think what words am i going to say now and that kind of happened to me on the show to be really honest because i was trying to think (laughs) what is the right term that i want to say for this particular show and that kind of stuff so it, it was a good learning experience but you were excellent 
Oh, thank you were you. excellent. <laughs> there was no problem there. Well, you did you did surprise me, and that was a good little detour you took on that on your right. show then to be able to accommodate me. So I still will. Uh, I can never say enough to thank you on that oh that opportunity. God. Seriously, it, it was my pleasure, and you're always welcome back. So if ever you want to come back, and then yeah. you re-listen to the podcast <laughs> and you compare it to your first one, then you can see if you've improved. <laughs> <laughs> potentially, potentially, I might well, consider that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and plus, speaking speaking of continuations, I feel like maybe we're going to have to continue this one too because we are yeah. getting closer to your showtime, and I really I really would That's love right. to get you to give you some time to help to set up and get yourself prepared for the show. Thank so you. So I really do thank you. Is there anything you wanted to mention just in closing before I mention that there probably should be a part two to this? this yeah. I'll say. Um, I I would just like to say that um, radio is not a dying art or a medium. Absolutely. And it is one, I think, that is actually gathering speed. And if someone is really interested in podcasting, in radio, come and check out CFMU. Come and talk to you. There's both James Tennant. There's Sandeep. Um, there's you as well, yeah. right? Um, Olivia, I'll plug our community coordinator, outreach coordinator to her. She's a very good uh, connection to make. Yeah, yeah. So definitely... You know, especially if, if you're here at McMaster already on the campus, you know, whether you're a professor, a staff person, you're a student, uh, you just happen to walk by, come and check out our studios. These are beautiful studios. They're probably the the best studios for, for a community radio based at a university in all of Canada. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, come and check us out Indeed. and see how you can help out and see if maybe you're going to catch the bug. A radio bug. <laughs> Good one. And we can also catch Elaine too, on her show, which is, once again, French Toast, airing on Mondays from 4 to 5. And, yeah, I mean, if you're tuned in for mine on this morning, then you might be able to catch her later on today. So, Elaine, thank you so much once again for doing this. And we really should continue this conversation at some point in the future. Ça me fait plaisir, Jomar. Absolument. À la prochaine. <laughs> à la prochaine. Well, I, I was told that I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume. There are simply too many notes, that's all. Just cut a few and it'll be perfect. By the powers vested in me, by the Federal Communications Commission, I command you to get on the microphone in a serious manner and continue this broadcast. 93.3 CFMU, seriously redefining radio for over 30 years. This is my boomstick! Good morning. This is the second wake-up call just about in another 10 minutes of snooze for you this morning on First Up here on 93.3 CFMU. My name is Jomar, here to join you this morning once again. That that you just heard there was the interview that I had with uh, Hélène Caron, once again a French toast. Uh, her show will be on actually later today, as mentioned, at 4 to 5, and every Monday from 4 to 5. So stick around because we still got more music to come and a lot more in conversation because I still have quite a deal to get the chat with you with this morning, and uh, that'll all come in just a moment. So, yeah, that was quite the uh, interesting conversation that I had with Hélène. Uh, just a wonderful time, I'll tell you, in the studio. So once again, Hélène, if you're tuned in this morning, thank you, uh, or in, in the event that you may be, <laughs> well, thank you nonetheless for having accepted once again to join me and to do that uh, little interview. And I really feel like we should do a second part because there there was just a lot that I had in mind that I also want to touch upon. And um, 
it's just rather surprising that, you know, how much you can go on in, in one particular subject of conversation, which is wonderful. And uh, it just, I guess we were trying to, I was trying to exercise my best form of conversation and all that. Anyways, if you've just joined me now, uh, hopefully you're doing well. Or maybe I should probably ask you, like I did the first wake-up call goers, how are you doing, uh, in fairness? Hopefully, if you are from the first, uh, first wake-up call, hopefully you are doing well still. <laughs> Excuse me, or if you've gotten better. Um, I... Um, had a fun little time there. Uh, but no, for myself, it's been going well. Week has been pretty good this past week. Weekend as well. Hopefully your weekend was also. Um, if if you may happen to not be in, in not so much of a good mood this morning, hopefully um, uh, it, it will it will lighten up. And trust me, uh, this day is a good day. It will be a good Monday. So don't worry about it. And um, just take it easy, I suppose, really. Um, take, a deep, t- take a few deep breaths if you think you may have to. And uh, just, you know... Um, if you ever are feeling down in sort of a in sort of a mood, um, one of the best things that I say is I I would usually try to um, take myself out of that position and try to look at things objectively. If, if in case that may potentially help you, that you know, um, just just take a step back and see you know what is going on. See if you can or see whatever the case is, what what the situation is, and uh, you know just kind of ponder on it and reflect on it. Maybe perhaps that might be something you could try at. Now um, back to the weekend stuff, and I was mentioning weather earlier this morning about how it was rather cool today. I don't think it's going to be any indication of what will be happening in the next few weeks, though, because um, if you weren't um, if you, or at least in other news, aside from some major events that took place this past weekend, one of those major events was Groundhog Day yesterday. Uh, the great tradition where uh, some of our uh, great, uh, uh, great friend little watchdogs uh, will be observing to see and predicting to see if we're going to be having more winter or an early spring. So I pulled a few um, uh, sources, obviously our, our very own, uh, Canada's very own famous ones, uh, Wyerton Willie, uh, Shubanakiti Sam out in the east, as well as in Quebec they have Fred Le Marmotte. Now, here's the thing. So here's the um, sort of outcome. It looks like this year it's about a three to one based on uh, these four um, our f- for four friends of ours. So uh, Punxsutawney Phil down in the States, Wyerton Willie and uh, Fred Lemarmotte uh, in Quebec and Wyerton Willie obviously here in Ontario. Uh, they all predicted an early spring while as Shubanakiti Sam said there'll be six more weeks. Now I heard that because there was a major storm that took place in, in the east, uh, they actually had canceled their Groundhog Day festivities but um, that didn't stop Shubanakiti Sam from stepping out and Checking out, uh, checking for shadows. So there's that, and you know, I, and it's funny because I had uh, just out of sheer curiosity came to decide, you know, where in the world did Groundhog Day even come from? Well, it's been a years, uh, ages long tradition now. It stems back at least. Uh, Wyerton hasn't quite crossed a, a, a hundred, I don't believe so, but uh, over down in the states with uh, Punxsutawney Phil, back in the 1800s, the late 1800s, they'd already been. Um, sort of uh, uh, observing and celebrating Groundhog Day, which actually stems or is sort of somewhat derived from uh, what is currently still celebrated as a Christian holiday by the name of Candlemas, which also happens on the 2nd of February. There was this one particular belief on that event that I believe it was from the sky. If the sky was clear, it would indicate six more weeks of winter, but if it was cloudy, it would indicate an early spring. Or if, if it wasn't exactly six weeks, it was going to be just an extended winter. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I believe it was brought in. It was it was out in Europe when it was uh, um, 
celebrate, I believe, in, in, the, in the Germany area. And uh, when they came over into the North Americas, then they introduced it and uh, began celebrating it here. And so that's kind of how this whole celebration stemmed out. And uh, there's also, there are a whole bunch of different aspects, such as, you know, the introduction of the groundhog as opposed to what they used to have as badgers and a bunch of the sort of the evolution of the holiday. It's, it's a real interesting find. If you ever want to go and uh, have a great little search on what Groundhog Day really has been. Uh, okay, so let's time for some more music as promised, and uh, there will be some. Now, last week, I played this artist by the name of Michael Franks, and there was an album that uh, that I had uh, on my collection, which I have again this morning, because uh, there was a song that I actually came across that day following that I felt like I really should have wanted to share with you. And um, this is from the same album, The Art of Tea. Uh, from the art of conversation, I was thinking about, you know, tea sounds really good right now, or coffee or something, being it this Monday morning. Uh, but from this album, I also came across from the same side as what I played last week, which was Eggplant. This great song with one of the longest titles I've, I've ever came across, but a wonderful one. Now, let me actually, before I do that, quickly, very, very, very quickly credit some of the artists that are on this album, or at least some of the people that play. Because it looks like we've got uh, John Guerin on drums and percussion, Wilton Felder on bass, Joe Sample on keyboards, Larry Carlton on guitars. And this whole uh, album was produced by Tommy LaPuma. So from this album, I'll be playing the last track on the same side as Eggplant. And that there was something by the name of I Don't Know Why I'm So Happy I'm Sad. Just a smooth, easygoing track. More jazz to join you this morning. This is Michael Franks on CFMU.
Great sound of the 70s, 1975, 1976, that there once again was Michael Franks with I'm, I don't know why I'm so happy I'm sad from this from an album that I played last week by the name of The Art of Tea. Great album, wonderful album if you're looking for something super easy to listen to. And uh, so before I continue with more music, I actually came across me that I should have also mentioned a few things. Uh, what's up in the community? Now being the turn of the month of at least uh, now it's February, uh, comes a few new uh, things to uh, look forward to. So first off is one that kicked off this past Saturday, February the 1st. Nominations opening for the 2020 GHMIA nominees, uh, the Greater Hamilton Music Industry Awards, that is, uh, and those are uh, taking place now. So nominations are open for this. There are five uh, industry award categories and 23 music award categories. So Select veterans of the Hamilton music scene will sit as judges for both um, sets of awards. And um, uh, if you want more information, uh, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> for more information regarding um, the uh, submissions, uh, eligibility, and uh, all the other details, you can check out ghmia.ca slash qualifications slash eligibility. Once again, that is ghmia.ca slash qualifications slash eligibility. And this, once again, is for the 2020 GHMIA nominees uh, for the Greater Hamilton Music Industry Awards. Uh, and uh, winners will be announced on the 25th of uh, September, not February, <laughs> I was going to say that's super soon, and, um, or, sorry, awards will be, an, uh, uh, so um, there are two categories once again. Industry award winners will be announced on the 25th of September, and the music ones will be on the 26th of September, so it's by category split. Um, so the first, the industry awards will be at Stonewall's Restaurant, and the music awards will be at the studio. Uh, and uh, Closing dates, if you're wondering then um, uh, what that will be between now and September, uh, they will be closed on the April, uh, the 1st of April, the April 1st. <laughs> I think I'm setting myself up for April Fool's Day already at this rate. Um, so nomination submissions are closing on April the 1st. They will be closed on April the 1st, and they will be the announcements for nominations will be on April the 8th. So once again, nominations are open now, and uh, nomination submissions, that is, are open now. They close on April the 1st. Uh, announcements will be made on April the 8th, with the festivities happening in late September. Once again, this is for the Greater Hand. Hamilton Music Industry Awards. Another thing happening in uh, 
In February is uh, something from Carnegie Gallery over at in Dundas. Uh, They're going to have a couple of brand new exhibits opening this Friday, February the 7th. There will be an opening reception between 7 and 9.30. Um, one of them is called Elemental the, by the Riverside Print Group with new works, and this will be up for the month, showcasing the work of the Riverside Print Group based in Cambridge, Ontario, as well as Circular Dimensions with uh, by Heidi McKenzie and Maya Fulton, which is uh, exploring aspects of the circle, both formally and thematically, uh, featuring ceramic sculptures, paintings, and drawings. Uh, don't, don't forget, and, uh, to, uh, and do if you ever have time to check them out, uh, once again, the opening reception will be this Friday, the 7th of February, from 7 through 9.30 p.m., uh, but the exhibitions, uh, exhibits and stuff will be open all throughout the month until the 1st of March. And just a quick little moment I wanted to take before playing one more song for you this morning was just to uh, just to a lot. And I've been checking in recent news if you have heard in recent news about the disappearance of Holly Ellsworth Clark, uh, who was out of Calgary but came here in Hamilton some time ago. I just wanted to really commend and laud the efforts of everybody who's pitched in and taken part, uh, be it, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, all, all things that have taken place aside, just whoever has taken the time, volunteers, um, paid folks, police, anybody, organizations that have really put, uh, put a pitched in effort to try and see if they can locate uh, the whereabouts of Holly. Uh, thank you so much, just for me personally. Uh, and, and I mean, it's, it's, really, it's really a wonderful, um, not just a site, but really an experience when you get a whole community together to try and help out. And, you know, when folks um, really just help other people out and uh, just just that. And, you know, um, it's uh, I just wanted to really take that time just just to take that time to just to. Um, uh, just a, in a moment of gratitude, if you will. And so um, all the best continually. And also, you know, um, for Holly, most especially as well, for her well-being, I'm very well concerned for that. And, uh, you know, Holly, if you if you may ha- happen to find this podcast, really, um, know that you are valued. And uh, really, there are a lot of people looking out for you, and uh, you are not alone in this. So uh, hopefully we do get to see, and uh, hopefully all works well in the positive for Holly and the whereabouts of Holly. And uh, once again, to all those searching, good luck and you know, we uh, just hopefully one day uh, we'll come across her. Now, with more music, one more song I've got for you uh, this morning uh, before we actually take a break, after uh, we go on to the next or the rest of the programming today, is another album out of my collection. Now, this past week, I went record shopping uh, in Toronto and I came across the first store I, came, I landed in. <laughs> two of the records I was looking after or looking for for the longest time. This is one of them. It's uh, by one of my favorite bands by the name of Tower of Power. This is their self titled album from 1972. 1973, somewhere around that time. And uh, this track I'll be playing for you is a little something called Clever Girl. Really a funky tune, really, in all essence. This is Tower of Power as our last track here on First Up for CFMU. Clever Girl, you fool me once again. Clever Girl, seems I can't be. There was a time I didn't have you on my mind But you saw the light Made me think the winning card was mine Now I start to understand I must be just part of your plan Got me on the run 
clever girl This time loving ain't no fun I knew right from the start That only you could touch my heart The way you move my soul, girl You had complete control But now the time has come for me You're a clever girl in the game you will remain. Oh, but clever girl, things will never be the same. You just keep on running, there'll be no place to go. After all your friends have vanished, you will find yourself alone. Maybe then you'll realize you weren't so clever. Once again, that was a Tower of Power here on CFMU. That was their track called Clever Girl from their 1972-73 album, their self-titled one, that is. And so I think we've just about ran out of time actually now for what I would have loved to play more music. But don't worry, stay tuned next week. I'll be around, and uh, we'll see you then. Once again, this has been First Up for 93.3 CFMU, broadcasting out of McMaster University live uh, out of the basement of the Student Center in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'll catch you next week, and we'll see what happens from there. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I will see you then. You may have heard about CFMU. You may have heard about 93.3. You may have heard of CFMU.ca. You may have heard it's just a website. Well, CFMU.ca is more than just a website.